Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is The Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warmer for the low. Welcome to Lobby Las Vegas for the baseball betting show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you. Joining me in a few minutes, we're going to be having Michaela Perkins aboard. She does great work over at Phoenix Sports, spelled P-H-N-X Sports. She does an amazing job as their director of social media. She does a great job as a co-host on so many of their great shows. Taking a look, obviously, right now at the Arizona Diamondbacks, but additionally taking a look at the Phoenix Suns. Hopefully I can get her on the college basketball podcast during the season because she does a lot with regards to Arizona, Arizona State as well. And we're going to be chatting with her about what we all saw in game number one, how the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to need to bounce back, what to expect out of this Jordan Montgomery versus Merrill Kelly matchup, and just the rhythm of the series as a whole. So we're going to be doing that with Michaela in a few minutes after we give a brief recap of what happened in game number one. And then in segment number two, I'm going to give you guys my picks and analysis for game two of the World Series as we touch them all. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is by Twitter slash X timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM, naming does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, that is via an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not get in any Twitter slash X questions today, but man, oh man, was that an incredible game. So let's give you guys a little bit of a recap as to how the Texas Rangers took a 1-0 lead in the World Series. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. 6-5, to five, the Rangers get the job done and just a few things before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what happened in this game. According to our good friend Dave Tooley at View from Vegas, underdogs, because of the loss, they are now 23-13, and 13, straight up on the money line here in the postseason. So, underdogs still doing well. Road teams, 22-15 and 15 as well. So, you do want to be taking a look on that front with unders going up 17 at 17 and 3 those are numbers for the entirety of the postseason if you're looking at a few trends but the Texas Rangers they were able to buck a lot of those trends with the fact that they had a big hit late from Corey Seager Corey Seager off of Paul Seawall goes deep 
his fourth home run of the postseason as for Zach Gallon, a little bit of a shaky start in this one. He gives up two runs in the first inning. From there, was able to settle down. The command wasn't necessarily on point, but gives up three runs over the course of five innings, stranding quite a few men on base. And that was really what caused the Texas Rangers to be in that predicament. The Texas Rangers did strand 12 men on base, nine hits, but they actually generated 10 walks in total as Nathan Valdi clearly did not have it in this one. Five runs surrendered in four and two-thirds innings, including a home run given up to Tommy Pham in the fourth inning, his third of the season. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, they got that home run off of the bat of Pham. Yeah, Cattell Marte be able to get a double in the fifth inning off of Avaldi, and Avaldi gets pulled, and from there, the Diamondbacks would not score again for the Texas Rangers. They were able to complete six and a third innings of scoreless baseball from their bullpen. John Gray, five outs out of the bullpen, scoreless. Dane Dunning, along with Cody Bradford, were both able to give you a scoreless inning. Jose LeClerc. He holds it scoreless in the 10th and 11th inning. By the way, very glad we do not have the ghost runner in extra innings. And Will Smith gets jiggy with it. Pair of outs out of the bullpen. And for the Arizona Diamondbacks, after Zach Allen came in, you had Joe Mantiply, Ryan Thompson, Kevin Ginkle, all lend a scoreless inning. But Seawald, he gives up those two runs off of that home run to Corey Seager. And then Dolores Garcia off of Miguel Castro. He threw five pitches in this game, and one of them was a deep ball to Mr. Garcia. His fifth straight postseason game with a home run, his 11th overall of the season to walk it off after Kyle Nelson had went one and a third inning scoreless. So just an incredible game, and you're going to talk a little bit more about it. It's Michaela Perkins. She does tremendous work over at PHNX Sports, obviously, as you can tell. Phoenix Sports wanted to spell that out, so that way you guys know exactly where to go as she does a great job covering everything out there in the city of Phoenix, everything from the Suns over to, obviously, what we're going to be talking about right now, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and so much more. You have a follower on Twitter slash X at her first and last name, Michaela, letter E in the middle of that, and then Perkins, and then Michaela is spelled because there's a couple different spellings for it, M-A-K-A-Y-L-A altogether, and Michaela, it's great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I wish I was joining you after a Diamondbacks win, but you know, we gotta gotta <laughs> take the losses as they come and roll with the punches. Well, at the very least, you get to speak to someone who lost a little bit of money on Paul Sewell not getting the save as well, so Misery does have company on this podcast, but I mean, what were your takeaways from game number one? Because everything was going well for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It fell for the first eight and a half innings, and I do have to imagine that this one is going to be tough for anyone to be able to come back from after what we saw in the ninth inning and beyond. Yeah, this one's definitely a little bit tough to swallow, especially going into the game. You know, we were a little nervous with the pitching matchup just because, um, you know, Zach Gallen has been a little shaky as of late. He does not pitch very well on the road and his ERA, career ERA against the Rangers is a little bit higher than ideal for your starting pitcher in game one of the World Series. So definitely a little nervous heading into the game. It got off to the rocky start in that first inning when the Rangers scored those two runs, kind of like how we were predicting. And then the Diamondbacks did what the Diamondbacks do, and they found a way to get some runs on the board. Um, They got back into the game, and they had the lead for a majority of the game. And (laughs) then the ninth inning hit. And I don't know if you knew this, but the Diamondbacks, they have appeared in four World Series road games. And in three of those games, they have given up a two-run tying home run in the ninth inning in their history. So history uh, repeated itself, unfortunately, for the Diamondbacks, like I said, had 
heading into the game, we kind of knew it was going to be a little bit of a rough start, but it was a winnable game. And in the World Series, you don't really get a lot of uh, chances to capitalize on. And this was a game that the Diamondbacks should have won. And it's really disappointing that that was not the outcome. And I'm sure for the players in that locker room, it's hard to take away a lot of positive when you have what happened in the ninth inning and beyond happen. I think that soul crushing is the appropriate term for it. But if there is one thing that I do take a look at is that they were able to get into the Texas Rangers bullpen a lot. I'm not sure if you agree with me after what we saw in game number one, but (laughs) I still think that the Diamondbacks have the better bullpen in this series. It didn't show up in game number one, but I do think that that's going to be big. And I'm not sure how you view the Diamondbacks for game number two, but I think their whole mantra needs to be get to Jordan Montgomery and get him out early. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, heading into the game, I really thought that the Rangers Achilles heel is their bullpen. um, And I think it will be their Achilles heel for the rest of the series. Up until tonight, um, the Diamondbacks bullpen has been pretty incredible, like lockdown inning after inning. Paul Sewald has been that guy. So I feel bad you lost money on that bet because normally that's a really (laughs) safe bet to make. But I guess tonight the odds were just not in your favor on that one. But yeah, I mean, the Rangers bullpen during the regular season, they had just blown save after save by the dozen. Obviously, they've turned things around a little bit. Um, Jose LeCurk is just, I mean, what can you say about that? He is really, really spectacular in high leverage situations. And I think you saw that again. The Diamondbacks, honestly, I think they used too many of their pitchers too. The bullpens probably got a little more action than either Bruce Bochy or Tori Lovello were hoping for, to be honest, especially considering that the starting pitch isn't where either team would probably want it to be. So reserving those bullpen pitchers is really important. It wasn't a good night for the Diamondbacks bullpen either. Yeah, it was a rough night all across. And for the Texas Rangers, them being able to come in and pitch north of five and two thirds innings of just one run baseball. That is very incredible for them, actually north of five innings of scoreless baseball for that Texas Rangers bullpen. Don't think we'll be seeing that again as Michaela Perkins, who does great work over at Phoenix Sports, is joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show. And that sets the scene for game number two as Merrill Kelly is going to be going up against Jordan Montgomery. And how do you view this pitching matchup? Because with Merrill Kelly, he performed very well in that game six start against the Philadelphia Phillies. Obviously a hostile environment, much like You'll be seeing here in game number two. He does like Zach Allen, have some home and road splits. And this isn't just this year. It goes back his entirety of his career. But I do think with Merrill Kelly, he did pitch a little bit better on the road this year than in past years. And that has to be encouraging, especially if he could stay away from the walks early. Yeah, absolutely. Merrill Kelly honestly has become the ace of this team as the season has gone on and into the postseason. You mentioned that game six against the Phillies. He claimed that victory went five innings and only gave up three hits in one run. So far in the postseason, he's two and one with a 2.65 ERA. You know, that's pretty much all you can ask for from your starting pitcher. So that matchup with Jordan Montgomery is kind of the game that I was banking on the Diamondbacks winning if they were going to win a game in Texas, just because the Rangers lineup is just, I mean, what can you say? It's, they're consistent, they're electric, all the props to their lineup to be able to generate the offense that they can. But, you know, Merrill Kelly is our ace, in my opinion. I think he's the best starting pitcher we've got on the roster. And when he's locked in, he is locked in. He is really good in those high leverage situations. You saw he was able to strike out Schwarber and Harper later in that uh 
in that game six that he pitched and he was upset about even having to come out. So I have a lot of faith in Merrill Kelly and his ability to really perform on a high level. Unfortunately, we haven't seen him a lot against the Rangers. He only has one career start and that was in 2020. So it's been a minute since Merrill has pitched against the Rangers, but I also think that can work to his advantage. The Rangers lineup hasn't had a chance to really see what his stuff looks like. So the element of surprise is definitely on his side. He might be able to get through the lineup a couple times before they really start to catch on to what he can do. So it'll be interesting to see how that stacks. But I do think if the Diamondbacks are going to take a game on the road, it, it will be this one. Of course, that's no discredit to Jordan Montgomery. Obviously has been pitching really great as well. He's 3-0 and in this postseason with a 2.16 ERA. It's going to be a really good matchup on the mound. It might be a pitcher's duel. It could shape up to be that. We'll have to see. But I think if the Diamondbacks, like I said, are going to want to win a one on the road, it's going to have to be tomorrow. <laughs> Yep, it certainly is probably going to need to be because if the Diamondbacks can just pull out a split out of those two games, that has to feel like a victory because the old mantra in sports, whether that be baseball, basketball, you go down the list, the series does not start until the home team loses. And for the years in the Diamondbacks, they were close in game one, but they've got another shot here in game number two. And I do think that it is interesting to look at the dynamic of these two ballparks because you're mentioning the fact that it might be a little bit of pitcher's will here in game number two. But something that I've really gathered is that the Diamondbacks have actually put up more runs per game this year on the road rather than at home. And I'm not sure how you view this, but I do think that for the Diamondbacks, with having Brandon Fock going in game number three, who's been pretty spectacular here in the postseason, I do think for the Diamondbacks, they do need to have a little bit more of an offensive approach in game two with the way that the Rangers have just hit all season long at home. Meanwhile, in game number three, I do think that it becomes a little bit more of a pitcher's duel, and we might see those scores go down a little bit more when we do head back to Arizona. Yeah, the Diamondbacks offense is going to have to wake up tomorrow and put a couple more runs on the board on what they did. And that's honestly going to be hard you know, because the Rangers offense is also extremely potent. The Rangers have the second best slugging percentage in Major League Baseball at 481. And all nine members of the Texas Rangers lineup has recorded at least five hits in the ALCS. So they're coming into this matchup to the World Series with their bats on fire and the offensive production is kind of hit or miss for the Diamondbacks. Some nights they're really hot. Some nights they're really cold and you just can't afford that inconsistency. So they're going to have to figure it out and get those backs to wake up because the Rangers, man, they know how to hit a baseball. Yeah, they certainly do. And I do have to ask you about this as well, because we were calling the previous series for the Diamondbacks against the Philadelphia Phillies. And this is a little bit of future forecasting here, but in game four, that was about as true of a true bullpen game as you can get. We know yeah. that Ryan Nelson has been coming out of the bullpen a little bit for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and it was actually very surprising that he did not come out in that game. That was something that I was a little bit befuddled by, but we did not see him pitch in game one. Do you think that there might be a chance that the Diamondbacks are trying to bank on him, perhaps not being used for these first few games of the series, so that you might be able to give a little bit more length for a possible game four? I definitely think that is a good uh, idea of what the strategy that is playing out in Troy Lovello's mind might be. I think, especially considering that we saw Joe Mantiply tonight, um, that might also play into it because normally they rely on Joe Mantiply to kind of be that starting pitcher in a bullpen game. He is their veteran pitcher. He was an all-star two seasons ago. So they kind of normally rely on Mantiply to fill that gap, but because he had to go to Ryan might get that opportunity. It makes me a little nervous. He is really young. He hasn't really been 
in these high pressure situations before. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But, you know, how Tori decides to use his bullpen is really going to be make or break the series because when you only are going with two starting pitchers and, you know, Brandon Fott, who's a rookie, you got to be smart with how you're utilizing your pitching because they can't afford any overutilization and they got to be careful. There is no question about it. And Michaela, I've got one more question for you. And it involves one of the players of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that'd be Christian Walker. Because coming yep. into the series, I felt like this series, if there was one player that could be playing a big hand in it, whether it goes one way or another, it is Christian Walker. Obviously, a rough night in game number one. He goes 0-4, three strikeouts, and spinning below the Bedos line of 200 here in the postseason. How big do you think it would be for the Arizona Diamondbacks if he could be able to get online? Because I think that if he is able to give this team a little bit of a boost, not even home runs, but just hits in general, I think that that would be massive for the Diamondbacks in game two and beyond. Christian Walker coming online is imperative for this team. You see what happens when they can get pitchers right at the right time because Corbin Carroll was MIA for a majority of the playoffs until game seven of the NLCS. And then he kind of woke up and that honestly was the huge difference maker for the Diamondbacks in game seven. And so if... Christian Walker can kind of have the same trajectory and start waking up his bat and contributing on the offense. I think that's a huge key for the Diamondbacks here because Cattell Marte is doing his job. You know, Corbin Carroll did his job tonight. Gabby Marino, even though he didn't have the best night in the playoffs, has done better. You know, Evan Longoria and Tommy Pham are coming up at clutch times. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is usually pretty consistent. So, you know, you really just are waiting on one or two guys to get this figured out. And it might not seem that big of a deal that, oh, Christian Walker, you know, didn't do great. But it is in the world's series like you need like every single bat matters every moment matters and it's unfortunate that Christian Walker is struggling because on defensively he's honestly one of the best defensive first baseman in baseball so you never really worry about him on the defensive side but for him to go cold now at the most important time is just like come on Christian you got to get your bat up so I'm hoping that Christian Walker can figure it out and he's a veteran guy and he's a a big presence in the locker room that the guys really look up to so I know that they're not going to let him get too low and I know that um, they're going to try to pick him up as best as he can and the Diamondbacks are the most interesting team I think I've ever watched this season. They are down and then they come back. They always find ways to win. You know, if they're not playing long ball, then they can figure out how to win playing short ball. So I know that they lost this game in a fashion that probably isn't great, very soul crushing, but they're going to stay even. I know that they're going to stay even. And like I said, they always find ways to win. This team is so resilient. If they can't get the long ball going, then they're going to make the short ball work. They're going to steal bases. It's going to be an amazing series. Like I really hope people are watching and bought in because these two teams match up against each other so well where one team has a shortcoming the other team is strong and vice versa and so this is going to be like a knockout drag out type of series and we're in for a ride i mean for the years and that i'm the backs keep in mind they fell down two to zero against the philadelphia phillies we saw that happen i'm sure that they probably wouldn't want to have to go back to texas trying to win the last two games of the world series but the diamondbacks have done it before michaela you have been here for the ride the entirety of the season you do an amazing job gauging all sports out there in the Phoenix area. Certainly this time of year, it's Diamondback season for you, but I know you do a great job with the Phoenix Suns, a little bit of the college scene out there, and so much more. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, I mean, we're all geared up on the World Series right now, so if you're looking for a team to root for and you don't have a rooting interest, come on over to the Diamondbacks wagon. We'll happily, happily welcome you. We've got a ton of great content over on our Twitter account at PHNX underscore D-backs. That's where all of our baseball accounts 
account. All of our baseball content is coming from. But if you want to check out our main page too, it's at PHNX underscore sports. We're doing all things Phoenix. We also are streaming live on YouTube five days a week. So go check us out on YouTube. Our Diamondbacks podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, the PHNX Diamondbacks podcast. Like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Michaela E. Perkins and uh, get on the wagon, baby. The Diamondbacks, they're down, but they're not out. (laughs) And it is going to be a case where, you know what? Momentum is as good as the next day starting pitcher. And Merrill Kelly, last time we saw him against the Philadelphia Phillies, he was pretty darn good. So that is the beauty of baseball. (laughs) He is going to try to get it going once again against the Texas Rangers. And it is going to be a great game number two. Big thanks to Michaela Perkins for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And coming next, speaking of game number two, I give you guys my picks and analysis for this big game two of the World Series as we touch them all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, they want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. was great to be able to get Michaela Perkins aboard. I know that she was a little bit upset over the result that we saw in Game 1 and legitimately I had the Diamondbacks on the money line to go along with the over, so I was elated about the over... Not so thrilled about the fact that the Diamondbacks were unable to close out in the final innings of that game, but that's uh, Michaela's doing absolutely tremendous work out there in the great state of Arizona, in the wonderful city of Phoenix, looking at the Diamondbacks, the Suns, all sorts of college teams in the area, and so much more. So, big thanks to Michaela for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast to give you picks and analysis for Game 2 of the World Series as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter slash X feed at JunaNerdSquarty1. It's very easy to go in Las Vegas rotation order when you've got one game. So let's dive in. 943-944 on the betting board. It is the Rangers playing us to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Merrill Kelly goes for the Snakes. Jordan Montgomery on the bump for the Rangers. Rangers are as low as a minus 151 favorite at Circa, as high as a minus 165 at Caesars, and a lot of books have this somewhere in between. Meanwhile, with Arizona, find them anywhere between plus 136 and plus 145. Total is 8.5. Over is anywhere between minus 115 to a minus 120. The unders anywhere between even and minus 105. And with the Rangers on the money line, I was willing to go up to a minus 154. For the run line, I needed north of a plus 130 to be able to nibble. And Circa does have a plus 131, but even at that number, I want a little bit more. I personally am going to be looking at that minus 151 on the Texas Rangers at Circa as I set them as a minus 154 favorite, so we're just not in range for a Diamondbacks money line play, in my opinion. Meanwhile, for the Rangers, it's cutting it close with that number at Circa, but I am going to be willing to lay up. But my DK Network right of pick is once again going to be on the over, much like it was for game number one. Now, if this goes to a nine, it's really a point of no return, so... I mean, they are posting update numbers. You're going to be finding that in the postseason. The edges I typically add on these EK Network write-up picks in, like, July is just not there when it comes to the World Series. But my write-up pick is going to be on the over because with Merrill Kelly, he just has not been the same pitcher at home rather than on the road. I was pointing it out with Michaela, and you just have seen it all postseason long. Now, credit where credit is due with him being able to have that amazing game number six start, but he's got a 3.69 ERA on the road with about nine strikeouts and 1.3 home runs allowed per nine innings. Meanwhile, 10.2 strikeouts per nine innings and a 2.59 ERA when he's at home. And for the entirety of Merrill Kelly's career, if you take a look at just every single year that he's pitched, his ERA at home is about 1.3 to 1.4 points lower when he is at home rather than when he is on the road. Meanwhile, for Jordan Montgomery, you do want to be noting that 
Aquatic Wolf Life Park, he hasn't been as amazing as he has been in other environments. Between the regular season and the postseason, 376 ERA in Texas compared to a 291 ERA in all other ballparks. And for Jordan Montgomery, this is not someone that's going to go out there and is going to get a whole bunch of swings and misses. He is going to give up some contact ever since he has joined the old Walker Texas Rangers. He's been giving you right in the neighborhood about 8 strikeouts per 9 innings. He had during the regular season about 7.7 strikeouts per 9 innings with this bunch and is coming off of having a combined four strikeouts in that last start along with the relief appearance of two and a third innings against the Houston Astros. So it's not like he's been getting a lot of whiffs or anything like that. Now, the command has been pinpoint. He's only been giving up in the neighbor about 2.2 to 2.3 walks per nine innings between the regular season and the postseason. And here in the postseason, a sub-230 ERA. So he has been tremendous. But I do think that it's going to be a little bit tougher against the Diamondbacks team. They're in the top three in the big leagues during the regular season. In terms of stolen basis, I do think that they're going to be playing a little bit of small ball off of Montgomery. I think that this is actually a relatively solid matchup for them, but I just have my trepidations with Merrill Kelly having to go up against the Texas Rangers lineup that if they want to really trot out there this lineup, they could have all but one player that hit at least a 258 during the regular season in the starting full with that lone exception being Adolis Garcia who now has a home run in five straight games. He has been so white hot and He's up to a 400 on base here in the postseason. Evan Carter, Corey Seager, both north of a 435 on base here in the playoffs as well. Seager, as we know, that just absolutely massive home run. And the Rangers are putting up all this offensive production with Marcus Simeon going one of six in game one and overall for the postseason having a 266 on base. I have to think that he gets online and I have to think on the flip side for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Christian Walker gets a little bit more online. 351 on base for the postseason, but buck 63 average. We talked about it a little bit with Michaela. He just has not necessarily been himself here in the playoffs for the Diamondbacks. They haven't necessarily walked all like a lot. You take a look at guys like Emmanuel Rivera, Alec Thomas, Lourdes Gurriel. They don't have big differentials between their batting average and their overall on-base percentage. Quetel Marte especially. 367 on-base, 345 batting average, which all that guy does, it seems like, is get on base. But Corbin Carroll has been rounding into form as well. Only had one hit in game number one, but that hit was a big one. And I take a look at both of these bullpens having to be expended quite a bit. And I do think that that provides a little bit more for the over as well. You still have a Texas Rangers team that overall for the season, including the postseason, they are 24th in the big leagues. With regards to bullpen area, obviously, he's been a little bit better here in the playoffs. But now you have Jose LeClerc who had to throw 26 pitches yesterday. You had to trot out there Will Smith as well, who's really been getting jiggy with it, to say the least, but that's a bit of a concern, and obviously for the Arizona Diamondbacks, you had to trot out there Paul Seawald, Kevin Ginkle, Kyle Nelson, who all threw at least 22 pitches. And for the Diamondbacks, entering into the series, top five team in terms of bullpen ERA ever since the beginning of the month of September. But overall for the season, the regular season, they were 18th in the big leagues with regards to bullpen ERA. So they're certainly going to be looking to guys that are a little bit further down the depth chart to be able to hold down the fort because you did have Ryan Thompson pitching in that game yesterday as well. You've got to be thinking that perhaps you see a little bit more Miguel Castro he saw a cup of coffee in game number one and he gave up that walk-off home run but you're probably going to be relying upon him Luis Frias is going to be an option and for the Texas Rangers you have to think that they're going to need to dive a little bit deeper as well they did not throw Roldis Chapman in game number one but 
Pat said, you're probably looking at someone like Martin Perez, Chris Stratton. So I do think that the pitching going to be a little bit suspect in this game. I do think that the Rangers get it done at home. I'm willing to lay up to a minus 154 with regards to this money line. But DK Network right to pick with two tire bullpens and a pair of guys I think is going to give up quite a bit of contact. I'm going to be looking at the over. And that'll wrap things up. For the Saturday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beats and Family Podcast, a big thanks to Michaela Perkins of Phoenix Sports for joining me in the last segment. If you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Citra, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters ZM, they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Otherwise, find an Apple Podcast review. If you're this podcast five stars it is very much appreciated from there you're able to fire on whatever you like here on this podcast five that five star view and i'm coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season that means i'm back with you once again tomorrow thank you so much for tuning in at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 